Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Today, we are continuing our series on the Vex, uh, and quite possibly finishing it out. Uh, it, we're, we're getting close to, like, modern-day Destiny, so, yeah, I'd say we're getting close to finishing it out. Last time we ended on uh, the Endless Night and the Season of the Splicer, uh, and, and the Endless Night obviously ended, thank God. <laughs> we're still not stuck in darkness. Uh, yeah. And it ended with... Uh, the death of um, Lakshmi, um, and of course the Elixni kind of played a little bit of part in this role. Uh, they finally got a, a a space to exist uh, in the city. Uh, that being in their in their old stomping grounds, the uh, the what is now the Elixni Quarter, which used to be the uh, Scourge of the Past raid uh, final area. Kind of fitting that they ended up back there, um, but then. Um, so now we're going to move forward in time a little bit um, to the next season, to Season of the Seraph, uh, which was mainly Rasputin and Bray-focused. But there was uh, a dungeon um, in that season called Spire the Watcher. And Myth and I, we, we did a, uh, I th- was it a one-part, two-part episode? I don't remember. But we've, we, we did a little episode on, on Spire the Watcher, specifically the lore on the... Um, like why, what is Spire the Watcher, the history of it, and all that stuff. Well, now we're going to dive into the why were the Vex there during this specific season. Because we never really talked about that when we did the, the Spire episode. We really focused on the Rasputin, the Bray, the Maya Sundaresh, all of that stuff. Why this? Why the Spire was important, it being a, um, uh, I can't remember what they called a myth. The, the, the split. It was a... Pillory location. Pillory location for the war mind. Yeah. Um, and this one was home to uh, Soterra. Soterra. But this the name but, of the AI. But Soterra was a, a different AI, not a war mind AI. The only war mind Correct. that's ever existed. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Recanonizing, <laughs> retconning <laughs> this Bungie uh, is Rasputin. He has like sub functions of him, uh, the same way that like Gaia in. Um, uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West uh, and Horizon Zero Dawn, the way that the same way that Gaia has subfunctions of her, Rasputin has subfunction of himself. Things like uh, Malahati um, and the other ones, <laughs> which is funny because like <laughs> Malahati is the only one that really mattered. Uh, Charlemagne, Charlemagne was the other one. I know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which again, we learned about those during that season as well. But this is not Rasputin. This is not Bray. This is Vex. We're doing Vex history now. So the mm-hmm. Vex also had an interest in this spire, and the Vex were kind of the reason why we were called here, right, Myth? Uh, yes and no, as far as why we were there. Um, so I like like uh, Zor said, we did a whole uh, episode or two on the Spire of the Watcher previously. That that's a good primer for this. If you haven't listened to that and uh, you're interested in like. What what was really the inner workings of that place? Spoiler alert, it's more than just going there and getting loot. Yes. There, there are stories is. in these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even if you haven't listened to that, uh, I'll give you just the real basic bare bones summary um, of what that place was. So uh, Spire of the Watcher was a Clovis pillory site. Um, and you can you can essentially think of it as AI jail. Uh, I like that. When, 
Yeah, it it was a location. There were a couple locations actually that Clovis designed so that if an AI ever went rogue, ever started doing things they didn't want it to do, they could offload it onto this pillory site and then it was disconnected from everything and it could sit in timeout until Clovis either reprogrammed it or deleted it or you know whatever they decided to do. Uh, Spire the Watcher was one of these sites. The, the Spire was. It was a site created, uh, or the AI that is housed there was created in conjunction between Clovis and Ishtar, uh, specifically Clovis Bray and Maya Sundaresh. Uh, and the AI that was there uh, was originally built to be an AI to help um, run kind of colonization efforts, uh, extrasolar colonization efforts. Uh, the the and, AI wasn't like a supplement to Rasputin, right? Like it wasn't like to help no. the mind. This was a totally separate nope. AI that was specifically used for colonization, right? Yes. Uh, did not nearly have the scope of access or data that Rasputin did, but was its own independent um, thing. And its, its one goal was this extrasolar colonization of humanity. Uh, it did have the ability to talk to Rasputin uh, and transmit data between the two so that it could upload data to Rasputin, Rasputin could send data to it, and uh, you know they could make joint efforts on things that correlated with both of their objectives. So needless to say, uh, there were some things that, that happened, um, namely Sotera discovered, essentially, uh, the first signs of the, the Black Fleet coming in for the original collapse and tried to initiate colonization launches uh without approval and clovis got clovis got mad at it and sent it to timeout and he, then he got butthurt the cla- yeah. but only because it stole <laughs> like it, it it did launch one ship uh yes. and that one ship had exo stuff on it so that's why clovis was all yep. bitchy about it yeah so so tara has been sitting in this tower ever since ever since the the golden age when when she was uh placed there in AI jail, um, but in like a like a, and and you, you we keep using the term AI jail. They're in like a like a reduced state, right? Right. It's it, it's a a secure facility that has zero access to anything outside of that facility. So she has no way to hop into other networks or communicate outside. I uh, and um, they they're you know kept they're they're kept functional but at like the barest of uh minimum kind of uh like like reduced I guess energy input yeah like, like reduced yeah. reduced power reduced function like they they don't have access to a lot of stuff they 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 just have whatever's there but they're not even like they're on but it's like it, it's like a vegetable kind of yeah yeah uh, they're they're inactive. They're waiting to be woken up and and you know uploaded elsewhere or whatever is going to happen to them. Uh, well, the collapse happened. So Sotera has been there in that state since she was put there in the Golden Age. Uh, fast forward to season of the Seraph. Um, we are trying to help repair Rasputin during season of the Seraph. Um, and it is discovered as we're slowly restoring data to to him that uh, oh, there's a golden age Seraph facility. 
I that just powered up for the first time since the collapse. Maybe we should go check that out. Uh, and so the Guardian goes to investigate the facility, the facility being the Spire. Um, and we find the reason it's been powered up is because there are Vex there. And these are Vex of the Soul Divisive, Ooh. which if we recall, the Soul Divisive have only ever primarily operated within the Garden uh, before, Garden of Salvation or Black Garden. Um, so Soul Divisive is here at the Spire trying to break in and get access to the data in the Spire. Now, from the dialogues here uh, that take place in the uh, Spire, as well as just kind of what we know about the Soul Divisive now, we can kind of think of the Soul Divisive as the Vex that are in the Witness's pocket. Like, they, they will, because they worship the Dark, and by kind of extension of that, the Witness, it's implied that they will do, they, they're operating under the Witness's orders now. So there's data here that is valuable to the witness so much so that he has uh, in some way directed these Vex to go break into this tower. Uh, our guardian goes, well, whatever the witness wants, we don't want them to have because that like, you know, we'll deny them any information we can at this point. Um, and so we race to the top of the tower where this data is being broadcast from the tower out into space, presumably to the witness. We get to the top of the spire, and we discover that uh, this data transmission is being done by, uh, is being heralded by a VEX access mind, like all main, like all big VEX functions are. There's a mind co to control the goblins and minotaurs and hobgoblins that are uh, doing that process. Uh, in this case, that access mind is called uh, Echilos, the Siren's Current. Uh, and if we want to pause for a second to break that down, um, so like a lot of the Vex stuff, uh, Echilos is a Greek uh, reference. Um, in Greek myth, uh, Echilos was also known as the uh, river god who is considered the father of the sirens, which were creatures that use their singing to lure in sailors and such. Um, the actions taken by Echilos, when you first come up to the spire, they're like, uh, similar to the start of Garden of Salvation, they're, they've got like a, a minotaur that they're, uh, for lack of a better term, like eating or tran you know, doing something to. I'm, I'm going to um, say eating. It. <laughs> it it definitely looks like nom, it. Nom, 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 uh, nom. <laughs> but the thought here is that you know Echilos, god uh father of the sirens god of the river if we think of like the data stream maybe in this case um the minotaurs you fight there are called conduit minotaurs so perhaps Echilos is either creating a new conduit minotaur body or is transforming a normal minotaur into a conduit minotaur. I, I like that idea um, of, of I, yeah, I guess transforming or, or, or consuming data and getting it into the, into the data stream. Yeah. 
Uh, and again, kind of following this uh, energy stream thought process, uh, kind of the whole dungeon has this theme of controlling arc energy uh, and like directing its flow, uh, which, you know, it could be another reference to kind of, you know, the flow of a river. You're, you're forcing it to go where you want it to go to, to do what you want it to do. Um, so, but needless to say, Echilos is the, the, uh, mind that is broadcasting the data from the tower out. So we're there, uh, to put a, put a stop to this. Um, our guardian climbs the tower, kills Echilos, uh, and in doing so stops the data transmission out to the witness. However, upon killing them, it's discovered that there is a second Vex mind in the facility, and that Vex mind has been tasked with destroying the facility. <laughs> uh, presumably, um, this was a uh, a two part plan from the witness. One part was get get whatever data they needed. The second part was destroy destroy the place afterwards, so that way no one could follow in his footsteps, you know, follow in their footsteps to, to uncover what, what were they looking for? Why was this place so important? And perhaps, you know, find something that could lead them to what the witness was after. Well, and, and this, this brings up a question for me. Um, and I don't know why in my head, I kept thinking Seraph was right after Splicer. Seraph is actually further down in the Witch Queen uh, expansion. Yes. So it's like yes. between Splicer and Seraph, like nothing Vex has really happened. So there's like almost a year there with like nothing Vex. But then when Witch mm -hmm. Queen came out, Mars came back. And I think that's another important thing to put is the Seraph Tower is on Mars, which was having like these like time ripples across it, where like parts of Mars was remembering its past. And so mm -hmm. I was I was always curious, did this did the spire was the spire itself part of one of these ripples and therefore it was activating a past version of itself which is why it, which is why the data was so accessible or is this it just happened to be on mars and and uh, as soon as the vex tapped into it that's when we got the the upload signal of like hey this thing is active now that's a good question i i think the spire the facility itself is i has been there the whole time. Sure. Um, has been on Mars the whole time. I think based on what I remember of going through it though, they do have like those little pockets as you are going through like the main entrance and stuff. And I, I wonder if it's power sources oh. are reconnectable because of those, those little time, time pockets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, because I, I think some of the generators that you like start some of the the uh, arc flows from, I want to say some of those are in or like right next, right to, next a, to like a, a time, time pocket. Yeah, especially yeah. especially that I know the one that you're thinking of too, the one that's like off to the left that like you, you yep. run through and and it's 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 not part of the main area that you're fighting in, and you start that. One. Yeah, I think that one specifically might be off to the side, close enough to like one of those time pockets that like, hey, this thing might actually be getting power. <laughs> and yeah, and I, again, I, the Vex amaze me, and time 
amazes me and time travel amazes me. The fact that it's getting power from a facility technically in the <laughs> past, but not really in the past. It's just remembering a past form of itself because we know that that's what darkness does. It, it is a form that darkness can mess with consciousness and stuff like that. And so that's the whole reason why the, uh, the Enclave works is when we put a weapon in there um, to reforge it or recraft it or do something with like that, we're making it remember, parts of it are remembering parts of its past self. So that's why we're mm -hmm. able to put different perks on it and, and change the perks on it because we're making the device remember those things. Yeah, the the whole enclave crafting system, how it how it like it's in universe explanation of how it works it's is kind of really cool. Kind of really, <laughs> really cool. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so this Vex facility, or, or sorry, not Vex facility, this uh AI facility um is being infiltrated by Vex. Um mm -hmm in a two part attack. And 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 as yes. soon as as soon as we down the first part of it, it's instantly discovered that second part is happening and Osiris cuz he's he's the he's the um what do they call that? The strike commander? He's the he's the yeah. I can't remember. The fire team lead. Yeah, 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 the they've got a name for it in game. I can't think of the name right now. I'll know if I'll remember it in 2 days. But he's like the he's the guy like leading through you and he's the one talking to you and everything. Um but he like he calls it out. He's like, "Hey, uh, you need to get to the to the bottom of the facility now because there's mm -hmm. more Vex there and they're doing shit. This is this is bad. This is a two part attack." Yeah. So whereas uh, Echilos at the top was transmitting data out, uh, the hive mind, or, excuse me, the Vex mind at the bottom of the tower, uh, who is named Persis, uh, they oh, are Greek. putting the more Greek, they are putting the core into meltdown uh, with the uh, uh, expectation of the core will go critical and the whole tower will go up in, you know, a pseudo-nuclear explosion. Tactical. Um, That's what they call it. There you go. Uh, so, yes, Persis is another uh, Greek reference um, derived from the Greek Titan Persis, who was the Titan of Destruction. So oh, fitting yeah. name for no, that, that checks. Yeah. Fitting name for a Vex mind that's just trying to destroy <laughs> things. Uh, but needless to say, we get to the bottom of the tower, you know, our guardian. Um, we square off with the access mind. We end up putting in putting a stop to it, uh, preventing the facility from going into meltdown, and we're able to successfully kind of scrape data off of its systems. I love I love the 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 mechanics of how that one works um, from a lore standpoint. We're using that radioactive chamber to just flood it with radiation and just essentially overpower anything that's in there. And we lock the the mind in there, and so that that vex mm -hmm. mind is getting flooded with radiation until it goes ah shit and opens the door. <laughs> it's like clears the chamber <laughs> opens the doors and comes after and is like you need to stop that and we're like no you need to stop that well but that says something about vex too they are susceptible i mean obviously we can shoot vex all day long like we can shoot their juice boxes and the vex fluid falls right. out and they die or you know the frame collapses in on itself because that's all the frame is it's just a, a hunk of metal uh, without the vex powering it it just it does nothing it's a hunk of metal but then the fact that radiation can affect um the Vex, again, still says that they are, albeit they're, they operate oddly because like time means nothing to them, they are still part of this universe and therefore fall to the rules of this universe. And one of those rules yes. being radiation poisoning. 
or radiation bombardment. The Vex still have to follow all of the laws of physics in the universe they're in. Um, so for, for all their grand quantum thinking, uh, yeah, they can't, they can't just ignore like a fundamental law of the universe. Like yeah. a guardian might be able to. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so we, we save the facility from the Vex, uh, and, uh, yeah, this is where we get Osiris at the end talking about, you know, the witness was attempting to break into the facility to gather information. Now we know that's likely trying to figure out the location of the veil and or Niamuna, uh, and then destroy the place to prevent the Vanguard from knowing what he was looking for. Uh, and that's, you know, as much as we didn't have any Vex before that point, we also don't have any Vex after that point <laughs> until Lightfall. <laughs> yeah. Which I think Lightfall, I think, was the next season after that, right? I, I do think, I think it was Season of the Seraph went right into Lightfall. So not as long of a wait, certainly. Not a year. Not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was a big, it was a big jump between Splicer and, and, and Seraph to just not have a Vex problem. Like Yes. Yep. It, 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 it does blow my mind the problem that the vex themselves present um in the form of like i guess true immortality but like we as the guardians don't really care it's i guess it's not that we don't care it's just like the vex are so self-contained like they they don't they don't do they the vex aren't aggressive they don't yes. aggressively push out like the fallen did to to cause the war and the you know the battle of six fronts and the and twilight gap and all that stuff. They don't take over planets like like the cabal and and they're not using hive magic to try to blow up our moon and turn our moon into a war machine. Like they're just existing and the times that we have had to interact with them it's out of necessity. It's the Vex yeah. have very much been that like they're there and we should probably put them down, but they don't. They're not actively attacking the city. The again, the one time being that 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 um, uh, the the long night, the season of Splicer, yep. was the one time that it seemed like they were actively attacking the city, but we now know that that is because of Lakshmi. Well, Lakshmi certainly putting the gate in the middle of the city. Yes. Um, but even prior to that, the only reason the Vex simulated the endless night kind of over top of the city was all under the direction of, you know, Quoria, who had taken control of uh, a certain, of a subset of Vex and Quoria did have a very pointed, uh, plan specifically to be antagonistic against humanity. Quoria is different though. Yeah, well, Quarry is not really a Vex. Quarry right. is, uh, you know, A, taken, taken. yeah, <laughs> and B, uh, subservient to some degree to Sabathun. I think to full degree. Like, I, I know I know that Warwick said left her her will, like, took her, but then left her her will, but then, like, the act of taking takes their will, so, like, you're kind of contradicting yourself, Warwick. Like, did she have her will or not? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, either way, that was not your standard like vex operation, vex operation. that yeah. that had other things in the background um and yeah other other than that you're you're right it, in a lot of ways the vex are the bigger threat in the like the long term of the of yeah. the universe uh but 
there in the short term, there's just there's been so much more immediate threats yep. that are very pointedly targeting us, where the Vex are just kind of doing their thing. Yeah. And like eventually they will get to us, but they're not there yet. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we get we get through uh Spire the Watcher, we prevent nuclear meltdown. Yep. Uh spoiler alert, Mars is still here. Yep. Um <laughs> and then we, we head right into Lightfall. Like Lightfall's the next time we have any type of dealings with Vex again. Mm-hmm. But for very so, specific reasons. Yes. Um so Lightfall introduced well, a lot of things that I that kind of informed us as to what the Vex on uh, on and around Niamuna were there for and why they uh, kind of cared so much about this settlement. Um, so Niamuna has essentially been battling the Vex practically since its founding, pretty much since they landed on the planet's surface. Since they the have collapse. been, yeah. They've been combating the Vex. Uh, Cloud Striders. So, it, at, at, you know, originally, um, they just they they armored up people as best they could. They had a militia out of the the survivors that came off the the Exodus ship that landed on uh, landed on Neptune and and founded Neomuna. Uh, they would you know juice people up as much as they could with weapons and armor and such, and and push back the Vex offensive. Uh, and eventually, they landed on a piece of technology um, that allowed them to create Cloud Striders. And Cloud Striders were originally created for the main purpose of defending against the Vex. Well, and uh, I want to back up just a little bit here, because I think it's important to note why the Vex are here. Like, anywhere yeah. else, it's all come across as like, well, the Vex have deemed this place necessary like when we look at mercury the vex needed that to make their their prediction engine the and then we look at uh venus for whatever reason mainly being it, it it's on the ishtar sink and that's where the ishtar collective kind of started their observations that's where the home that's where the main portal into the vault of glass landed for the vex for our universe um on Mars, it was the Black Garden. That's that's the main portal of the Black Garden. And then when that shut down, they moved it to the moon. It was like, we still need access here. We still got to connect it somehow. Uh, Neomuna, uh, Neptune in particular, Neptune and Neomuna in particular, are important because the, the, the ship that landed there was an Ishtar ship. Yes, with it was. The, with the original crew, or the original five uh, researchers of Ishtar. That being Maya Sundaresh, Essie Chioma, Chioma Essie. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't remember the other ones. The the snarky one, the one that like <laughs> didn't give a shit. Um, the the uh, the cautious one, uh, and then the fifth one. I can't even remember the fifth yeah. one. I... Say saying that, I think it might have only been Maya and Chioma that were actually on. Really, the ship. I, I'm trying to remember. At, at, at the very I least, under, they're I the was under only full ones. Impression that it was the full five of them. Yeah, I. At the very least, they're the only ones that are really talked about. Are right. Maya and Shioma. Well, and then like our theory, because we we did a whole series on uh, on on this as well. The 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 recordings of Chi of um, God, I keep messing her name up. Maya's wife. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> yeah. I can say that. <laughs> I can remember those words. Uh, 
Chioma Essie, we did a bunch of series on her logs uh, that you get from the the Veil Containment stuff. And, like, we have a theory, kind of a running theory that, like, the Maya that landed there might have been a copy Maya and possibly a corrupted copy Maya. Yeah. So, like, and the whole whole way that they landed there, um, like, they were trying to escape the collapse. And they broadcast because it's it's of course it's Maya Sundaresh. Who else would know more about Vex than Maya Sundaresh? So she uses a Vex signal to disguise her ship, a Vex like distress signal, to disguise her ship and land it on this little rock in Neptune. And and <laughs> the funny thing about sending out a Vex distress signal, hey, Vex will answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the witness doesn't care, the darkness doesn't care, but Vex care. <laughs> And so they started, like, Vex started essentially writing themselves into the history of Neptune to place themselves there and start attacking this this Neptune colony. Because, hey, it, it, the Vex received a distress signal. Of course they're going to answer their own signal. Like, it was great for, for Maya and her team to survive the collapse and to make this colony start working. But now they've kind of created their own little problem. Yeah, well, I, I think there's um, a little order of operations we have to go over. Okay. Because from what I recall, yes, Maya masked their ship with the Vex distress signal, but she didn't create the signal. The signal was originating already from Neptune. Oh. And she just kind of rode the signal down. Gotcha. I was always under the impression that like they generated the signal, and like that's what, that's what pulled all the Vex there. I like. don't yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain from the, the lore card from what I remember of the lore cards, um and I, I forget exactly where that's at. I know, I can't but, remember which one um, they're on. <laughs> I'm probably I'm pretty sure armor or guns or something. Yeah, I'm 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 fairly certain she saw the signal broadcasting out from Neptune and then rebroad like a took the signal in and then rebroadcast it so that it would Hijacked shadow and, them. Like, use yourself as like a repeater system. Yeah. Right. But uh, that means that the Vex A were already there in some capacity. They definitely doubled down once the colony started up. Yep. Uh, and B, the Vex that were there were already in distress in some way to be sending oh, out a, a signal. Yeah. Like why else would they send out a signal? Exactly. Presumably, what I, what I'm assuming has happened, I because we know that the veil arrived there before the colony, uh, and that you know it was it would have been around this time that Savathun killed Nazarak and absconded with the veil. Uh, Sa- it, what I'm guessing happened: Savathun took the veil, took the veil to Neptune to hide it. And in doing so, disrupted and probably destroyed whatever Vex got in her way to to put it there. Sure. And so the Vex, you know, at that point, it would be understandable for them to be like, there's a hive god here. We need help. Yeah. Uh, and well, and put I'm out curious a signal. If it's a, if it's a two-part signal, right? Like, so obviously the veil is the real version of the veil. Whereas the Black Heart is the wannabe copy of the Veil. Right. So Vex seeing this entity or seeing this this item or device or whatever, that they are they know something similar to it, that being the Black Heart. And obviously they like all the other Vex cut off the, the Soul Divisive, 
do you think it's like another distress of like, hey, there's something here that is similar to the soul divisive. We need to take care of this as well. Like, well, is this another is this another like idea from the Vex saying, well, we need to cut this off? I, I do think it is the Vex also being like, hey, there's this weird thing that we don't understand. Uh, I think that absolutely is probably part of of their distress. I think again, kind of order of operations. I'm under the impression that the veil, like this, is their first interaction with anything like oh, the veil. Oh shit! Because the time travel shit. They're not traveling through time. That's right. Okay. This is so they. This is where that shit gets fucky. <laughs> this is technically yeah. the first time they've interacted with the veil, but like. And I, I guess in history, no, because this would be during the collapse. Is that is that Neo Moon is being formed, right. and so right. yeah, so the events that are that are happening right there are pr- way pre us, so pre Black Garden, pre yep. Guardians, pre everything. Okay, that that's making more sense. I for some reason I I had it in my head that like this stuff is happening during Lightfall, and I'm like, oh, so you mean because of the way Vex perceive time, they're seeing it for the first time at Lightfall, but then they're building it in the past. In their own garden. No, no, no. This is before garden and everything. I, yes. Vex <laughs> time shit has fucked my own brain up. <laughs> so, so yeah, to, to go back a little bit. Um, yeah, so Neomuna lands on Neptune. Before they ever even got there, the veil was already there, a la Sabathun. Uh, the Vex had been there prior to the veil or the Neomunian people. Uh, but... In a in a you know very lower capacity, they were just there to turn Neptune into a machine world. Like they, sure, like that's just what they do. Uh, and then they had this big disturbance with Savathun putting the veil here, and they're like, "What the heck is this thing? We don't know. We can't scan it. We can't understand it. What is going on?" And then Neomuna landed, and uh, now there was a barrier in these colonists between the Vex and the Veil. And that is a point where I, I do very distinctly remember um, Chioma saying that the Vex, you know, quote unquote, wrote themselves into the history of Neptune, aka the what they were experiencing, again, was a shared memory all the way down the line to the Vex that existed on Neptune before any of this ever went down. And so they knew, hey, start building battlements now yep uh but because the veil is paracausal they couldn't start building anything inside of where the colony of neomuna ended up because the veil was at the center of it and they it, it it's you know because they can't understand paracausality they had no way to understand how to build stuff inside it was like they had a dead zone in their data yeah. Because uh, the because the shield powering it is right. being powered by the veil, therefore the shield is part pericausal, and so yeah. therefore everything inside the bubble is like what you're saying. It's like a blank spot in their in their in their perception. It's it's literally a blind slot blind spot in their perception. They can't even perceive or understand it, so they can't do anything about it on the inside. So they can't simulate anything inside in any of their simulations. They can only like like what what would a vest. <laughs> What would a Vex guess? Right. You know what I mean? Like how, how, like I, a simulation is one thing and, and it's, it's a fairly calculated guess, but like to have a Vex can't blind guess. It has to have data. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that this is like a, and, and, the, but this continued 
for two thousand years, like, at least at least two thousand years. Yeah, like from the time of the collapse all the way up until we land on it in lightfall. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. The the Vex have been assaulting Neomuna to try and get access to. Uh, the Neomunian tech and the veil and uh, eventually the cloud arc as well. Uh, yeah. Since the collapse, which is as we have kind of figured um, from context clues in conversations throughout the game, mainly uh, I know Petra's statement is a big one. Petra's, to Petra's the key one. When she says 16 centuries, I'm yep. taking that as, as, as a pretty close estimate. So I'm going to guess about 2000 years worth of time has yeah. happened since the collapse. So about 2,000 years worth of battling the Vex out of Neomuna and successfully yeah. uh, using just their advanced tech and eventually the Cloud Striders um, and just like pushing the Vex back. And that was really the only thing they had to worry about at that time was just this, this combat with the Vex. Uh, and the Vex, as Neomuna advanced... They brought about the the advent of the cloud arc, which is uh, a again, it's not a Neomuna episode. We talked about this in depth in our Neomuna episodes, but uh, to to summarize, it is a virtual internet powered by the veil. It's a veil matrix. Yeah. It's available. You you plug into the cloud. Maya Sundaresh is Neo. I don't know if she's Neo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So you you plug into the cloud arc. You have you know your your mind is uploaded into this virtual space that is run off the power of the veil, uh, and it, it is its own interconnected network. It's also important to note that your body doesn't go anywhere either. Like correct, you, they just put your body essentially in like a cryostasis style thing and just dump you millions of feet below ground. And just when they need a cloud strider, guess what? You're, wake somebody you're up. Crowd strider, wake somebody up. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I, I think it's important to note that that practice of everyone going into underground bunkers and living solely in the cloud arc was a fairly recent advent uh, compared to like the, the entirety of Neomuna that maybe started like 200 years ago. I that blows my mind. Previously, the cloud arc was treated how we treat the internet. It was something that people would like log into to do their work for a couple out, you know, eight hours a day or whatever. And then they'd log out and they'd live in their physical bodies in their physical homes. And, you know, they, they still, did a lot in the physical world. It wasn't until uh, there was kind of confirmation that like, Hey, remember that thing we escaped 2000 years ago? It's coming back. We like, this was, this was their version of, you know, going to the storm cellar kind of, this yep. was their version of the bomb shelter was we're all just going to live in the, the virtual world. And, you know, physically we will exist they, in they cryopods. Can't, they can't hurt us if they can't find our bodies. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know uh, about that. But to to back it up a little bit, the cloud arc when it was first created was uh, wasn't even utilized. It's, again, similar to the internet, it wasn't utilized for very much. It was uh, very controlled by the government that they had. 
Adni Amuna, and it was used exclusively to like do archiving, like store archival documents. Uh, and the cloud arc became a big point of interest for the Vex. It's, a, it's uh, another network. Not only is it another network, it's another network that is, in a lot of ways, very similar to their own. Yeah. And even if they don't have access to the veil, if they have access to a network that runs off the veil's power, they can oh, still shit. use that power to their own ends. Yeah, that's bad. Paracosm so, effects. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all, myth. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do an actual lore reading. It's been a been a minute. Uh, we are going to look at the Cloud Strider that uh, realized the Vex were doing this and is the reason why they can't anymore. So uh, I'm going to read two lore cards here. Uh, both of them come to us from the lore book Cloud Strider Legacies. Uh, the first is kind of the like... Uh, you know, morning uh, kids show like, oh, you you know this this famous hero, and this is why they're famous and all that. And then the other one is the what actually happened. <laughs> uh, I like this. I like this. I'm excited. So yeah. So we're gonna start. Uh, this is again from the book Cloud Strider Legacies. Uh, the first one is titled The Blue Jay, um, and this is the uh, you know. The, the little kid bedtime story uh, about this cloud strider. Uh, and this one goes like this. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That's right. It's cloud strider day. And what do the cloud striders do? That's right again. They keep us all safe. And how do we tell them thank you? Well, by remembering them, of course. And today, we're going to learn about Blue Jay. The blue jay is a very clever bird. You might have seen one in the parklands. Some can even talk. And the cloud strider that picked blue jay as his call sign was also very clever. Many cloud striders are soldiers or engineers, but blue jay was a game designer. Do you know what a game designer is, children? That's right. A game designer makes video games. And maybe you've played a video game with your parents in the Cloud Ark. Well, Blue Jay was the very first person to make a video game in the Cloud Ark. And before that, we didn't even know that the Cloud Ark was a whole world. We could use it to make art, or we couldn't use it to make art or visit our friends. We just put things in it to save them for later, like a closet. And the closet may seem scary at first, doesn't it? But if you're brave, if you you can find lots of fun things inside. So Blue Jay helped us expand how we use the Cloud Ark. He made it a place that we could play or even live if we needed to. And when he made his game in there, he also learned that the Vex used the Cloud Ark too. They couldn't get in, but the Cloud Ark was so strong that they could use it to do their work for them, even from the outside, using the force of the veil to turn their own machines like a wind turbine. Blue Jay learned that he could jump 
from the Cloud Ark to the Vex network, and he sabotaged their machines from the inside. The Vex were very confident and did not think that he could find them, so they were careless. And so Blue Jay scared them, and they ran away. And what we learned is that being careless with the Cloud Ark is dangerous, isn't it? That's why you always close your open ports and keep your passcode secret, because the Vex remember being scared, and they'll frighten you to get us back. And that's all for today, children. And remember to say thank you to the Cloud Striders. And that's the end of that one. I, I like this. <laughs> it really does sound like like it's a Thursday morning cartoons, kids. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Remember to close your ports and keep your passwords safe. That needs yep. to be like that's that's what we need to play for cybersecurity myth. There we go. There we go. Remember to close close your ports and keep your passwords safe, kids. <laughs> um. So that's the very fun, you know, children's story version of what happened. Scared the Vex. Fucking murdered him. <laughs> Fuck he did. Uh, so Blue Jay, as we will find, I was not terribly thrilled about the idea of being a Cloud Strider. Um, and so we're going to see, uh, kind of get an idea of, of what, Blue Jay actually went through. Blue Jay's real name being Conrad Jane, by the way. Uh, and what they gave up in the pursuit of this protection of the Cloud Ark. Uh, Is, and we're, are, are Cloud Striders constri- conscripted? Usually like they're volunteers. Right? Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. Usually was... they're volunteers. I've, for some reason, I had it in my head that they were conscripted, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, typically they're volunteers because they have to go through like a training regiment and, and all that. Um, and then all the all the the quicksilver, yeah, uh, injections yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but it's fun that you say that because that's not always how it happened. Uh, so with that in mind, we're going to now uh, listen to the tribunal of one Conrad Conrad Jane. Uh, this is also in the Cloud Strider Legacy book. And it goes like this. Neomuna Department of Public Safety. Case number CJane 7. Transcript as follows. Councilperson Sanga. Sentencing, sentencing case CJane 7. Councilwoman Martella Sanga presiding. The accused has been found guilty of trespassing in the civic data architecture colloquially known as the Cloud Arc, illegal simulation and public endangerment. Councilperson Bowden. It's been a very long week, Mr. Jane, but again, this council will show you leniency if you assist us by disclosing your co-conspirators. Conrad Jane. The only criminals I've worked with to date are the ones handing down this sentence. Mr. Jane, these charges are their generational trauma with pomp is what they are. We are the last of humanity, trapped in a bubble. Simulation is an entire frontier we can explore to redefine what it means to be human. And you, 
outlaw it just because you fear others' bad experiences from hundreds of years ago. Laws exist by the public consensus. It is not your decision alone when and how our society evolves, Mr. Jane. There are approved channels for simulation research. Approved channels. Is that what we're is that what's all under all of that red tape? Mr. Jane, no. The Cloud Arc is an nth dimensional paracausal fold, and we use it to store library books. We use it to support the public need, not as some playground. Play? You bastard, I lost friends shutting down the Vex isometry. You wouldn't even be sitting there if that is enough, Conrad. Your actions are on trial, not your results. Only one person in this city gets to make decisions that affect us all, and you would do well to learn from the Cloud Strider what a dire burden that is. <laughs> is it really such a heavy burden to be this council's lapdog? Heavier than anything you have proven yourself capable of. Let the record show the accused exhibits no remorse for his actions and displays a disregard for the public consensus. Considering the good you accomplished as part of your illegal research, we will offer you some small mercy. Three years of house arrest and 4,000 hours of community service to be served concurrently. I have never wanted anything but to protect this city and help it grow. You can't punish me to make me stop. Fortunately, some members of this council feel your arguments have merit. If you consent, you will be allowed to work off your debt to society by continuing your simulation research under lapdog oversight, as you called her. And that's the end of that transcript. How many how many hours are in a year? Oh boy, <laughs> that's what like is four thousand hours. Does that equate to seven years? Did they just did they just give him a ten year lifespan? Uh, or a ten see. year sentence and be like, hey, you can serve your ten year sentence as a cloud strider. Little do you know, you're gonna die at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Um, so one calendar year, according to Google, is eight thousand seven hundred and sixty hours. So about okay. half so a year. six months. Okay. Six, three years confinement, six months community service. That's, yep. okay. That's, I mean, yeah, he done fucked up, but I don't know. I, I'm i kind of on the side of Mr. Conrad, which for well, some reason, every time you kept saying Conrad Jane, I kept thinking in my head, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conrad Twitty. <laughs> like, I just completely, completely confused my little squirrel brain. But, uh, yeah, but then as soon as you said, like, Jane, like, then I started thinking of, like, Jane from Firefly and, like, the rebel that, like, <laughs> saved the town, but on accident because he'd lo- he, the, the money he was stealing fell out of the pockets and it rained down on the people and they thought that they were, that he was saving them. Yeah, no. This, this is very much like a guy who's, like, I, I, I see this thing for what it can be, its potential, but because of government oversight and rules, I'm not allowed to touch this, which... Again, is kind of like this 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 big like the rules are there for a reason, 
which is what the council's saying. But then he's like, yeah, but those rules are fucking stupid. <laughs> his his <laughs> yeah. response. Like, we have this virtual simulation that's, and he describes it there too, that's an nth degree paracausal thing. And you're using it to store fucking books. Like, what the hell, bro? So yeah, like, I, I man, like, conscri- he definitely got conscripted. Like, oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. not, not, I, I guess not conscripted. It was like a, hey, you can do jail time and we'll just kill you, or you can be a cloud strider and we'll just kill you. So, <laughs> but at least you get to us. keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, uh, like to be able to still like do the research portion of it, and like again, research under the supervised lapdog, which I'm assuming right. is under the direction, the direct direction of Maya Sundarash. Like now he's just working directly for her because I well, think I think Maya's still alive at this time. Uh, I, I mean, if, if we're at know. the point where the cloud arc is up and running and, and he, he references like you have these rules in place because of a bad experience hundreds of years ago. I think that oh. bad experience was the death of Maya. Do you think it's the death of Maya or the first group? Maybe a little bit of both. Cause um, you remember during that, like she was doing testing and people, they were right. losing people. Right. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think, I think one or both of those i i'm under the impression that this is post maya i okay but he but but vex are still assaulting the place and and he's right and conrad's trying to find a, a better way to battle and he talks about how like he's lost friends yeah like battling it, the vex in i'm i presume i'm assuming in the vex network uh yeah so he says um i lost friends shutting down the vex isometry um isometry is like the overlapping of two spaces uh so yeah like he he and presumably whatever team he was with shut down the vex trying to overlap their network with the cloud arc Uh, and in so if if that's to be believed like in a way and and he even kind of alluded like the only reason you're sitting there is because of what we did yeah, like, <laughs> the Vex would have just written them out of history, or yeah. written them out of existence. Essentially, Vexified everything. Like, yeah, like at at the worst, at the the best case, the Vex would have had complete reign of the Cloud Arc. Like, you know, worst case, they you know who knows. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it it's it's interesting to see the transition of like, oh, he was a very clever Cloud Strider that made video games <laughs> in the Cloud Arc and <laughs> protects us from the Vex to like. Well, this is kind he of life. May or may not have committed war crimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, needless to say, um, Blue Jay is though the, the reason why the Vex uh, kind of were shut out from being able to use the Cloud Arc, uh, and they've been trying to get back ever since. Um, it is then implied that in addition to the Vex wanting to get access to the Cloud Arc. Uh, the witness took control of the Vex around Neomuna specifically during Lightfall via the taken Hydro uh, Parthenios, uh, who is the boss of uh, the strike that takes place inside the Cloud Arc. I'm trying to think of the name of the strike. Is that uh, Hyper Hyper Cloud? Hypercurrent. Hypercurrent. Hyper yeah. Hyper something. <laughs> yep. That's that's a very cool. So that one we're actually battling inside the Vex network, right? Yep, that one we're inside the Vex network. We are going directly to the again taken Hydra mine. There are taken all over the place in there. Yep, 
And the only other, the only entity that has presumably has the ability to take anymore is the witness. Yes. Uh, and so like the, the witness has observed at this point, okay, the Vex are trying to assault this place for their own means. So I know they have numbers here. So I'm going to inject myself along with an army of taken to make the Vex redouble their efforts to try and get into this place. And they're going to have taken backup with the implication. Like he, he's trying to get to the veil. Right. And he sees this as a potential avenue to do so. And this, this, this is where we start. This is where we start here in Nezarek too, because Nezarek is also assaulting the defenses of the city to hopefully get to that much psychic energy to like help power himself. Right. Yeah. Ne- Nezarek's kind of just like on the coattails of everything else going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, point. like it's there, there's this big disruption with the Vex attacking the network, and then there's also Nezarek riding that psychic energy. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we destroy Parthenios, the drifting mind. Uh, that was it, it was the access mind that was taking control of, of the Vex in this area to make them like assault Neomuna at all costs. Um, we destroy that mind. But by doing so, Nezarak now has room in the in the network to, to kind of have a little more autonomy. Sure. Um, and that's how he then starts. Uh, bleeding into some of the the dreams of the people in the cloud arc. Yeah. But so has that has that vex been the same? That's been the same vex assaulting the city since Blue Jay. Um. Well, presumably the same vex collective has oh, been okay, assaulting but not the city. The same mind or anything like that. Yeah, hard to say if the mind has been, and then the witness took it. Or if oh, the witness sure. planted its own mind, like took a different mind like, and planted and it, in, put there. it in there. Yeah, no, yeah. I got you. Um, so un- unclear as to exactly what happened there, but well, one way or another. Say it's the same mind. Just because of like, it would make think, sense. Again, thinking of the way the Vex operate, like they've sectioned off a section of Vex and said, okay, here's the mind that's in charge of you. Here's the subroutine. That's, subroutine A is get, get into the cloud network. We'll figure out subroutine B, B through Z once we get in there. And so this thing has just been battling years after years after years. But thanks to Blue Jay, it can't do it. Yeah. So it, it would probably be easier for the witness to just go, okay, who's leading this party already? All right, you're mine right, now. You're mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rather than try to install his own, you know, Vex mind. Uh, I mean, he does have the uh, installation access, right? He's, he's system admin. Is is he system admin of the Vex? <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. Like I, I always like I had this little inkling that the Vex were under direct control and 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 I guess workmanship of the of the witness, but I don't think that it. I think no. I think they're just coexisting, and the Vex is like these are the or the witness is just like these are the easiest things I can use to like assault stuff. Yep, and I, so I think that's, that's what I'm gonna do. I think that's exactly what it is. The the Vex are are their own separate thing. Yeah, you know, they're they're computer. They are they're computer programs. Yeah, and the witness is just every now and then sees them as the easiest route to to get to something, and so to do he, something physically in this universe. Yeah, so he just takes over a little portion. Presumably, the witness, since he's in this, well, again, I keep I keep reverting myth. I keep reverting to thinking the idea of the witness is the winnower, but obviously we now know that that is not one hundred percent true, and probably not even like at all true like they projected themselves right. as the winnower 
The witness was not in the garden when the Vex algorithm was made. Right. So the witness is just another entity of this universe mm-hmm. and therefore should theoretically fall under the same rules of this universe, but they were granted paracausality because of finding the traveler and then finding the veil. Yep. Okay. Okay. So okay. they can they can hijack the Vex every now and then. They can hijack minds of the Vex every now and then to get a little group of them to do what they want. But they they don't have, or at least it has not been shown that the witness has any overarching, you know, control over the Vex. But the Vex are just as much a threat to the witness as they are to any anything else in this universe. Yeah, if anything, the Vex though are the perfect embodiment of what the witness sees the universe being like they have a purpose and doesn't their entire didn't that blow your mind like their <laughs> entire being is dedicated to enacting that sole purpose like and that's all the witnesses ever wanted is purpose yep dude that's that's fucking that's that's crazy that's super cool so what the witness needs to do is just go dunk himself in a vex yeah. pool <laughs> and then just he'll be fine. yourself you're fine <laughs> then you win now you have purpose you have purpose and we've lost an enemy Though, I don't know. That might not be good. Because then, yeah. <laughs> presumably, the Vex would have paracausality. The Witness is paracausal, right? Like, that's... Oh, yes. Like, there's no way he's not. Point. Like, he drew a fucking triangle and was like, my own dimension! Pale heart, let's go! Yeah, there's no yeah. way he's not. Yeah. Maybe we don't want those two to mix. Maybe we don't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he can just keep taking them in little pockets. Like, we can deal with yep. Taken. That's fine. I, I don't mind Taken. Taken's like the one enemy. I can't find a reason not to shoot them. So I'll keep shooting Taken. Like, there you go. I keep finding reasons not to shoot Vex and Elixty and Cabal and Hive. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. So, uh, needless to say, we finish out the Lightfall campaign. I, and we learn post campaign. So I, I guess spoilers, if you haven't finished Lightfall at this point, um, eh, it's well, been three seasons. We're fine. It's, it's been a while. Like, but this is your warning. I, uh, Rohan dies in the campaign. One of what? the cloud striders. What? I know. I, <laughs> uh, and it's it's discovered post campaign that Rohan had information about the Vex trying to uh, create a copy of the Veil for themselves. See, and this um, this is where like the timeline stuff starts fucking with my brain. I've got some ideas on that. Okay, uh, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. So, um, so yeah, it's it's discovered through the unfinished business quest line. Um, that the copy of the the veil that Rohan had seen was the Black Heart, the, the Black Heart of the Garden that our guardian later came in and destroyed. Uh, so that's important order of operations then. Yeah. Rohan knew of the Black Heart before we, in Destiny 1, blew it up. Correct. Okay. Which was so approximately at the time of Lightfall, because uh, again I'm I'm thinking timelines of like how long of how long a Cloud Strider lives. Cloud Striders live for ten years, and Rohan was the first one to die before his time. But if if Destiny is supposed to be taken at a like this is a real time thing happening, like it has been nine years since we went to the Black Heart. Rohan's probably pretty close to ending his lifespan when we meet him in Lightfall. 
So that is one interpretation that could absolutely be correct. Uh, you know, and and to be specific, Rohan witnessed the creation of the Black Heart. He saw the Vex building actually like build, you know, bring yeah. it to to fruition. I uh, and we'll we'll go over that lore card here in a moment, but um that means either yes, he saw it and it was very new to the world when our guardian came in and destroyed it, which would be not oh. shortly after. But uh, you know what? If he saw it in the Black Garden, the Black Garden is is its own entity. That's the other thing. The Black Garden is its own kind of separate pocket space. Gotcha. So and it got separated from our timeline for a while when we when we blew up right. the, when it blew up the gate. Okay. 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 So potentially could be some timey wimey fucky stuff. Yeah, he he could have entered the Black Garden, and because of the nature of how the Black Garden works, he could have entered it at a you know very different point in time sure. than when we entered it, because the Black Garden's time is different than the kind of golden timeline that the universe right. runs on. Right. Okay. Okay. That was that was one thing that kept like screwing with me with when when they kept mentioning like, hey, Rowan went and did this, and I'm like, yeah. Calixar's only lived for 10 years, and night, Lightfall is, what, the start of year nine? Right. For Destiny, and, and canonically, Destiny is supposed to be taking at time time in real time. So, like, a year in the game is a year in real time for us. Like, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the equation there. So, yeah. But I do like that idea of, like, he entered the, he entered the Black Garden, and wherever he entered at was a past... In 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 perspective to us, in perspective to like what you call the golden timeline, in perspective to that was the past. Yeah, but for the Black Garden, time is nothing. It doesn't exist essentially. Yeah. Some you know, same same thing as Vault of Glass. Like right. Yep. You know, it it has its own rules and it, its own uh, kind of in encapsulated uh, time span that's yep. separated from everything else. Um. But yeah, so we're going to look at the lore card that explains uh, Rohan finding this information, uh, and that is the Deterministic Chaos uh, machine gun, which you get as a drop for doing this quest line. Um, so in it, it, Deterministic Chaos's lore card is broken up into uh, two kind of separate messages. Um, but they're mic- they're jumbled in the lore card. So I'm going to read one message unjumbled, and I'm going to read the second message unjumbled. See, that alone makes me think that he did jump in a pass then. Like the timelines are fucking with itself in there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like it. I like it, Myth. <laughs> so uh, this is Deterministic Chaos, um, and the first message goes like this. He's fleeing the Vex across a verdant cliff. He's standing guard on the Cloud Arc Nexus border on Tremontaine's orders. He's sitting next to Nimbus on the watchtower ledge. He is trying to find out he's trying to find his way out of a Daedal maze. He's trying to make sense of what he's looking at. He's trying to place the familiar voice echoing across the network. Would you like to dance? His foot crosses the quantum threshold before he's aware of it. 
His grip slackens and his gun falls into a bed of red flowers. His stomach churns with fear, regret, sudden doubt as to what he is witnessing. The birth of a god, a false idol, a reproduction that is both like the veil and not at all built up by the same and not at all, built up by the same vex who bowed down to it. He is racing for the door that is at once opening and closing. He is coming around to the city council's decision to ignore the unknown threat. He is reaching for an answer to Nimbus's question. Do you think you'll ever have, do you think you'll have any regrets? He stares into the white-hot glow of a conflux speculating on the secrets that lie within. He squints down the barrel of his gun at a row of glowing red eyes advancing on his city. He looks away from Nimbus's keen, curious expression to reckon with his uncertain certainty before he says, I don't know. So that's the first message in this card. Uh, and I'm going to pause there. So it it very much seems to me like this even even this message is a little like run on sentency. It's uh, it's like he's it's like he's experiencing all these things all at once. Yeah, like different points in time are happening to him all at once. But I think that's the fuckery of the Black Garden. Yeah, I, I think that this may be this is is a couple different things could be happening here. This could a be him jumping in and out of the black like. Jumped into the Black Garden, saw stuff, jumped out of the Black Garden. Black Garden in and of itself is a really weird place and it messes with your head. Yep. Uh, and by nature of jumping out of it, like he, again, Vex Network, he could have started seeing all different points in his own timeline as yep. he is like transitioning. That's that's what I think is is happening there. Like he's experiencing and, and not just seeing, like he's experiencing them. Like it's 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 like it's like um, it's like he's watching a video of himself. Yeah. So that could be one thing. Um, the other thing that I guess could also be happening is in reality, he's sitting on this watchtower with Nimbus. Nimbus has asked him the question of like, do you think you'll ever have, do you think you'll have any regrets? Like when your, your time is done, uh, presumably. And, um, he's answering, you know, I don't know. And, he's reminiscing on all of these oh, things. Sure. Like thinking back like, through like, Hey, these are points of times where I think I might re regret. Right. Interesting. I wonder if it's like a, if it's like a dual thing, like it's because he's focusing on that, like the Vex network is playing that back to him type thing. Could be. Cause he is staring into a conflux. Right. Um, so white, yeah. the white, white, hot conflux. Yeah. Yeah. So the possibilities that are in there. Maybe the conflux is treating that as like a query of some yeah. sort. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, here's all the things that we know here's, that you may regret. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of fucked up for like the, the Vex to like return the answer, like, well, this is yeah. what we think you regret. Like, who are you? You're just a machine. I don't have to listen to you. But so there is, like I said, a second message in this lore card, though. Um, that is broken up between the lines of the first message. So um, I'm going to read the second message uh, and then we can discuss. So this is all, this is still from deterministic chaos and it goes like this. In the garden of the garden, both descriptions are approximately correct, but 
technically inaccurate. In the same way you can say Schrodinger's cat is at once dead and alive. You and I are both and neither, in and of, extinct and perpetual. So there isn't much point in wondering what might have been if we had stayed in our familiar prism prison or kept tightrope walking across the quantum wilds. Instead, ask yourself, is disincorporated immortality really so bad compared to the other's end? Would you have preferred an attack by virtuous helicoprian or stumbling over the edge of unreality? Imagine if we didn't have each other. At least we're not cut off like the soul divisive are from the rest of the Vex. Nor are we beholden to another's purpose. They chose that lonelier path all for a chance to create, not simulate, not remake in their image, something truly paracausal. Or they tried, anyway. Either the blueprint was imperfect or the task impossible, or both, or neither. But their efforts fell short, so now they're stuck, waiting for a resurrection that they know will never come. I could be wrong. Is it possible that the black heart will beat again? Of course. The same as everything else. Everything that has been, and is, and will be. And what will become of us then? And that's the end of the message. Who's, who's saying this? Is this the witness? We don't know. Is this the witness talking to Rohan, like, like, fucking with his mind? Like, I mean, it's, uh, d- if there were, duh, that'd be it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like what he do. Uh, but yeah, like this idea of like this, we are, we are in the garden. We are of the garden. Like that's, that's a that's a this whole thing is philosophical. Like so, this is this is a highly philosophical section of this card. But oh, it the is. same thing, it's also like very practical. Like, what is the black heart? Like, will the black heart beat again? Of course it will, because all that ever is, all that ever was, all that ever can be, that is the vex. Like they they are everything. So God, this is so this, someone this is neat. <laughs> someone is talking. Presumably, this message is to Rohan. Um, yeah, or. Perhaps this is a fourth wall breaking message and it's to us. Get the, f- the fucking. I... Not again. So look, if, if we look at it um, in the garden of the garden, both descriptions are approximately correct, but technically inaccurate. Technically inaccurate. I like that. Uh, you and I are both and neither in and of extinct and perpetual. So. We're, we're going to put some spin foil that, on. That's, we're going to put some spin foil on. It feels very witnessy, but it also feels kind of vexy. To me, I see this being a couple things. Um, a, I don't think it's the witness. It, do, it, just, it doesn't track with doesn't the witnesses. Have that, like, like, you have no, no more pieces? Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't track with the whole, like, let me give you a purpose. Right. Like, I... I, I because it's so philosophical, like philosophy in itself kind of has no purpose. Like not, not to be that guy, 
but for five seconds, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> like, philosophy is that, like, pondering of everything. And so the just the, pon- I guess, that in itself is a purpose, the pondering itself. But then, like, the things you are pondering have no purpose within the pondering. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, the, you know, the witness wouldn't know about Niamuna. Oh, presumably sure. doesn't know that like he doesn't like, know about Niamuna at all until lightfall. Right. Cause he, and otherwise he'd know that the veil's there. Exactly. That he knew, he knew where he dropped his contact lens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't think this is the witness. Also just the language doesn't like the, the witness. I don't foresee, foresee them saying like the Vex of the soul divisive chose the lonelier path just to have a chance to create instead of simulate. Like I, I don't see him, caring about right. that side of things because that, i guess that's uh, the ultimate question is what it, who directed the vex to create the black heart was it the vex that they chose it for themselves they found this paracausality thing and it was like we need to make that presumably and we'll talk about this a little later on presumably the witness either directed that like knew that the Vex had seen the veil and was and therefore had some type of blueprint to create. Right. And and was telling them like make a copy. So his so his best way of getting a veil back was like, well let me use the Vex to make one. Yeah. Or or at, or at least day, try to. But at the end of the day it's paracausality. Like in 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 through the witness's eyes, he sees the Vex as like they'll get to it eventually. They'll figure out how to get paracausality eventually. But in reality, they don't. They can't do paracausality any more than a flower can. Right. Yeah. So I, I think I think the witness did direct the soul divisive on the creation of this copy veil, uh, for as, as like a hail mary, as to try yeah. and get another veil. Yeah. Because then once he's got one, he, like he's got what he needs. Now he now right. he just comes and once he's got it, he doesn't even care if if he assaults the the witness or or the 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 traveler or not. He's just like, I've got what I need. Boom. I'm here now. I'm going yep. in. So, but we're going to put spin foil on for a second. Okay. What if this is not the witness? What if instead this is what I have called in the past the voice in the dark? Ooh. And what if it is the voice not speaking to Rohan, but speaking to us on the outside? Oh, fuck me. You're going to do that, aren't you? If if we if we assume right. that for just a second, okay. We assume that for just a second, and and we look at some of these again. In the garden of the garden, both district both descriptions are approximately correct, but technically inaccurate. In the garden of the garden, in the game of the game, both are approximately correct. Your yeah. character is in the game Fuck. and of the game. Your character you are, is it, you are in the game, and I put that in quotations, but yep. you are not of the game. Yeah, no, I'm following. <laughs> in the same way, you can say Schrodinger's cat is once dead and alive. Your character is dead pixels, but living because you are doing things. You know, like you are giving them life through action. Yeah, uh, it. You know, the voice says, "You and I are both and neither. We are both dead and alive, and neither dead nor alive." In and of, extinct and perpetual. You know, the pixels on the screen are dead. They're never going to be alive, but they're also going to live forever in, in, a, yeah. in another sense. 
Uh, there's not much point in wondering what might have been if we had stayed in our familiar prism prison or kept tightrope walking across quantum wilds. Prism prison, you know, the, the, the prison that is the, the light behind the screen kind of thing. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> and then asks the question, uh, is disincorporated immortality really so bad compared to the other's end? Is Would playing you... a video game so bad? Well, is, is disincorporated immortality, is being a character in the in, game, in a video game. Yeah. so bad... <laughs> Compared to the mortal life of the player. Yeah. Like, mortal life of the player is going to end. When when you and I die, our characters still technically exist in a server somewhere. Right. Uh, would you have preferred an attack, uh, you know, an attack by a creature, or would you prefer stumbling over the edge of unreality? Like, the only way our character is going to, to cease is when, you know, the that server ceases. Off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That unreality. Uh, if we All didn't, right. that kind of has legs so far. Yeah, if we didn't have each other, at least we're not. Uh, let's see. Let me go back. Oh, imagine who's the voice of the dark. Imagine if we didn't have each other. At least we're not cut off like the soul divisive from the rest of the vex. Nor are we beholden to another's purpose. Uh, so, and that that also makes me think not the witness. Nor do right. we, nor are we subject to someone else's purpose like that's what the, the witness, witness is trying the witness to is do very much he uh, trying to create himself trying to put himself forward as the guard or as the winnower like he's trying to make himself that purpose so and uh you know these vex chose to break away from the cycle and try to create something not just simulate something that already exists they're trying Which to is just completely different for the vex right the vex, the vex and that's the thing the vex don't create all they do is simul- simulate and transform. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, uh, I could be wrong. Is it possible the black heart will beat again? Of course. The same as everything else. Everything that has been and is and will be. And what will become of us then? So, like, could the black heart show, you know, can you restart the game and play the, and go face sure the black heart again? Sure you can. Same as you can do it with everything else. I uh, and you know like and uh, but eventually like what what becomes of of the things in the game uh so that that may be again know, man again it's very it's, it's very spin foil <laughs> i i yeah. fully recognize that there's you know that is completely speculative it's a little, it's, it's a little stretchy but again it comes back down to the question of like if it's not that, then what the fuck is it? Like that's 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 like the what is it when when all God I'm trying to think of the quote um, when all other possibilities have been eliminated, whatever's left, no matter how improbable, is the truth. Yep. Like that's that's kind of what we're before, dealing. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Like if it's not the witness, if it's not the vex, if it's not Rohan, if it's not like if it is the voice in the dark and they are talking to us, the player, like that's improbable, but it's the only thing left. So it has to be the truth. Yeah. I, I will stake. I will, I will stake that my belief is this is not the witness. This is the voice in the dark. In, in my opinion, the voice in the dark, I, which if you're confused about that, I we did a whole episode on we did. why we think there's a, another thing out there called the voice in the dark. 
Um, now, whether or not they're talking to us, whether or not it's it's a fourth wall break, similar to what Savathun has done in the past, uh, and that that I and Ahamkara, that I think is a little up for interpretation. That's a little spin foily. But I'm I'm pretty solid personally on this not being the witness and the next best you know, I, speaker being. I would agree with it not that. being the witness. I I will agree 100% not the witness. But I'm I'm going to think that it is the voice in the dark talking directly to Rohan, not necessarily and that could be. us. That's that that's that's my personal. I like yeah. I like the spin foily idea of like the fourth wall because we've seen it in game. Like it, that that is a that that is not a. It's not a claim with no with no basis, right? There's it's not just like a hey, th- I think this is fourth wall because I think it's fourth wall and I think that's cool. Like there is grounds for this being a thing of fourth wall. I personally think that it is it is um, the because I'm curious as to what the voice in the dark would say to the cloud striders because this is one of the only times, one of two times I think that the cloud striders have ever left Neomuna, yeah, and gone somewhere yep. else. Uh, the other time being whatever, whenever they like dumped Lakshmi off, and they were like, "Fuck that robot, not dealing with that." Yeah, <laughs> um, and 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 hacked the um, in in the same breath hacked the Rasputin network to delete information about Neomuna to stay hidden. Yep. So yep. the the it, it yeah, I I could see it either way. I'm I'm gonna stick to Voice in the Dark talking to Rohan. Through through yeah. all this taken blackness stuff that's happening and and the fuckery of the black garden itself like the the black oh, yeah. garden is a crazy place like when when um when Aldrin was in there and he picks up a plant and it's like I see chips that are like crawling around like bugs like I don't know why that imagery in my head is the coolest fucking thing <laughs> but it's also the creepiest fucking thing uh so yeah yeah no I think. I think there's no no incorrect interpretation at at this I don't time. Think there is. Um, I, I don't. I don't think there yeah. is at all. So, uh, needless to say, uh, we we discovered that yes, Rohan saw them create the Dark Heart. Uh, it's believed that the blueprints, quote unquote, for the Black Heart are still in the Vex mind that led that creation, um, which is called the conceptual mind, uh, which which is a, a hive mind with. A vex mind. I don't know why I keep doing that. Because they're, uh, they're the vex are. It's the hive. Um, oh, it's a hydra. I wonder if yeah. your brain is your brain starting to do what my brain does. <laughs> Maybe where it sees the two letters and they're like, oh, it's the similar letters, similar sound. Got to be the same goddamn thing. So like, as soon as I see hydra, I'm like, oh, hive. And because vex are like a hive mind, but they're more than a hive mind. Yeah, like they're collective mind. They're collective mind, which is slightly different, but but definitely. Definitely different. But yeah, I think yeah. your brain is doing the same thing my brain is. Well, regardless, uh, the conceptual mind is the axis mind uh, of the Vex that lives within the garden that was responsible for the creation of the Black Heart. Was, was the mind uh, responsible for you know the delineating we, of priorities? We have it. killed that mind, correct? Uh, in this quest, we do. Oh, okay, okay. For some reason, uh, I was thinking that that was the that was the mind that was like the the third encounter in Garden of Salvation. But no. the, both of those are like the worshiping and yep, yeah, yep. Those the minds we killed in Garden of Salvation, I think, were the primary minds behind the idea of worship and yep. the idea of like religious reverence. Yep, that's why that's why it got redubbed Salvation yeah. Garden of Salvation. Like it was a religious. Um, 
what do you call it? what do you call it? like a, a religious uh, central point, like a religious ground, like holy ground, hallowed ground. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's why it was a lot of evangelical kind of terminology yep. and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, hydras and stuff. Yeah. The um, conceptual mind is the one behind the like create the black heart, not simulate. That's its whole, whole sub function. Is it, yep. that's the one that says sub function A create black heart, which is whatever approximation they can get to of the veil. So they that way they now have something that is paracausal and they can now simulate it and study it and do all that stuff. But because the Vex can't do any of that, it's a failed experiment. Well, yes. I can't say failed experiment. It's a it's a project that has no end. They can't they can't ever stop doing it because yeah. they'll never get to a completed form. That's another interesting idea. Like that's the whole reason why they keep perpetuating forward is they can't find a, an endpoint. There no matter what no matter how they simulate this this idea of this black heart, they, there is no end. Yeah. That that could very well be. Um, that, like that thought drives them all insane. I don't know. But so regardless, we know the conceptual mind has that that blueprint in its data. So the guardians go to find the conceptual mind with the idea being, if we can get blueprints, even on an incomplete veil, that will still help us understand sure. what the veil is and, and how to utilize it and all that. Sure. Uh, when we, we go to the garden to, to track the conceptual mind down, when we do track it down, it's under attack by taken. Uh, and Osiris theorizes here and originally i know when we talked about this way back in our like uh lightfall um episode i had thought that like osiris was maybe incorrect um and i'm i'm going back now to like now i think i think he was right after all uh osiris theor- theorizes hey, that osiris is the smartest warlock in the entire world <laughs> in the entire universe he likes to think he is at the very least <laughs> We're all just sub-warlocks. That's all we are. Yep. Uh, but Osiris theorizes during the mission that this is, the Taken are there because the Witness is essentially cleaning house sure. uh, and removing, now that it's accomplished its goal, it's removing any info that may assist the yep. Vanguard with following it into the portal. Because I think that's another important note to make, too. We lost in Lightfall. Yes. At the end of Lightfall, we, 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 we lose. Like, humanity loses the witness got exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so now he's like, he, he's done what he needs. He doesn't want anyone following him. Yeah. And yeah. so this is, he sent taken to go clean house, go wipe the soul divisive out because I don't need them anymore. And that's what, that's what Osiris says. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I, I am now of the mind that, yes, I think that is what's happening. Yeah. I mean, it checks out like, he, he he accomplished what he needed to do and to stop everything from do from doing the same thing and yep. so far it's working like the yes. most we've done is crashed a few guardians on the surface of the of the traveler yeah that scene is so like that <laughs> yeah. shadow when it like and you're just like what the hell and then like the light passes over you're like oh god oh god <laughs> yeah it's not it's not pretty um, <laughs> the first thing we did was shoot the damn thing. <laughs> we're not. We're kind of dumb. <laughs> well, he went through it. Why can't we just do the same thing? Well, no shit. Really? 
Uh, but no. So needless to say, um, the Taken are there wiping out the Soul Divisive and specifically the Conceptual Mind. Uh, we are successful, though, in defeating the Mind before the Taken can get to it and stealing its data core. Uh, and we then give that to Osiris for him to uh, study and figure stuff out and yeah. uh, presumably is still studying it because we haven't heard anything since then. Be the, be the smartest <laughs> warlock in the universe. Yeah. So uh, that kind of ends the Vex's involvement when it comes to the Lightfall kind of main campaign um, and, and the direct post-campaign mission. Uh, but during the the kind of first couple months of, of Lightfall, that first kind of season of Lightfall, uh, we had a couple of other things that happened that are very Vex-related. Uh, and the first of those came from a transmission that we received out of the EDZ that, when decoded, simply said the word assistance. Oh! Oh! I love Ashermir! <laughs> So we follow that transmission with the help of Mithrax, uh, and we put the pieces together of, of kind of the nodes that transmission is leading us to, and it culminates in a gateway that brings us into the Vex network. Now, I think it's important here, this gateway does not bring us into the outer nexus where we have been before. This gateway brings us into the heart of the Vex network. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've, we've bypassed their security to get into kind of the, the, you know, the, the main portion of their main network. frame. So once we're in there, we are led through the network by a series of kind of digitized images of none other than Asher Mir. I loved it. When I, when I saw the first one, I lost my fucking shit. I was like, <laughs> my wife was, my wife and I did this together. And I was like, did you see that? You, that was Asher Mir. Like you, you saw that, right? And then like, we start seeing them everywhere. We're like, this is Asher Mir. Like he's absolutely helping us here. This is awesome. So I, uh, interesting to point out, we knew because we we read through the lore cards, uh, we knew uh, that Asher had gone to the Pyramidian and he had brought the lake down on yeah. himself. Uh, the Vanguard have no idea what happened to Asher. Nothing. They're, they're they, convinced that they, they all died. Like, they're convinced he's dead. They're convinced yep. that Brother Vance is dead. Like, I mean, they were convinced Sloan was dead. Until yeah. we got the, the distress from Sloan. And we're like, oh, we need to come help you. And she's like, not me, her. <laughs> yep. So uh, from the Vanguard's point of view, like, he's, he's MIA, KIA. I just, they know he was on the planet when Io disappeared. And they have no, you know, they have no other information. We have a little more because we, you know, do our homework. But uh, Exactly. Oh, are you saying the Vanguard don't read their armor pieces from each season? You know, they got a lot, they got lots of things Turds. going on now. Like, Turds! Zavala and Ikora, you're <laughs> failing us! Uh, so, um, they've had no reason to believe, like, that, that, you know, the Asher would be involved in the Vex network at all. Um, and it, it, it is fun, because Mithrax, who never met Asher Mir prior, 
uh, also does not realize that Ashramir is is a, a former a guardian, uh, <laughs> a real he, thing. Yeah, he he keeps referring to him as uh, as the signal. You yep. know, it, it's it's this this signal that's existing independently within the Vex network. Um, that uh, and it, it's it's designated Ashramir, like yep. all all, all, one, all word. one word. Yep. <laughs> uh, so to Mithrax, he's the Ashramir. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we're we're in this area of the Vex network that is um kind of inside the core, and it is called Avalon. That is the code name for this area of the Vex network. Uh, and Asher leads us through the the various areas. Um, we we have our first boss encounter is uh, not particularly of note, other than like it's implied they were kind of they were a security protocol. Yep, they 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 saw us and they're like, hold the fuck on, this yeah. is not Vex and should not be here. Stop it. Yeah, so not not much like story significance other than, you know, security protocol that we had to defeat so that we could move on to the the next thing. Cuz it it literally um, tries to delete you. That's the whole reason why you fall in the hole. Yeah. The hole is like a safe spot. It's trying to delete you from the network and if you're not in the hole, it deletes you from the network. Yep. Uh so we're led through the Avalon area by Asher um to the end where we have a fight that is somewhat lore relevant. Uh, we have a fight against Brachion, who we have we saw previously in the Paramidium strike. Um, Brachion, who is now renamed as the repurposed mind. Did, so did Asher just hijack him. I there, there isn't anything concrete to suggest this, but I am of the thought process that Asher hijacked Brachion to be a guard dog. Yeah, because because the 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 big thing in this in this entire mission is that secret at the very end. Yes. Um. So we we fight Brachion, uh, the repurposed mind, uh, and. Something that is interesting, there's a game mechanic with Brachion that might have some lore implications. Okay. Um, so similarly, we were, we were talking uh, off, off stream uh, about uh, Oryx, um, or excuse me, Crota takes extra damage from swords. Like he, yep. he's coded to take extra damage from swords. Um, sword so that, magic. Yeah, so that swords are the most powerful weapon to use against him for uh, boss damage. Brachion takes 50% less damage from all of our abilities. Really? Brachion is and is the first and only that I'm aware of Vex that has ever been resistant to paracausal powers. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know this. Okay. it's uh yeah it's it's significant. I think it's like a fifty percent reduction. So if you're throwing supers at Brachion, you're better off using a you, heavy weapon. You dummy, put that super into that Hydra. Dude, that explains so much because like the whole way we killed him on one of my runs through Legend, we just put a bubble and he stood in the bubble and we just glaved him to death and glaves like wrecked his face. Yep. Whereas like the Nova bomb that I put into him did like nothing. Mm-hmm. Dude, that explains so much. 
<laughs> uh, so Brachion, there, there's the reason that this is interesting, A, just from a mechanic standpoint, um, but lore implication wise, like this is a Vex that has that become resistant to paracausality. To all paracausality. It's not like Saints yeah. where like it it was it it figured out how to cut that one guardian off. Like all paracausality, a Nova Bomb right. from a warlock, a random warlock Nova Bomb, a random uh, a stick from the hunters, a random Titan hammer, like all of that. It's resistant to all of that. Now I think it's important to point out it it doesn't negate it. Just resistant. It, it is just resistant. But that is far better understanding of paracausality than we have ever seen in a Vex before. Right. Uh, so, like, that that implies either, A, perhaps Asher had a hand in rebuilding Brachion, and oh, because, of, so. because of Asher's innate knowledge and abilities, he was able to make it a little beefier. Um, or it's been affected by the secret at the end of the mission. Yeah. So when you defeat Brachion the first time, you are granted the weapon called Vexcalibur. Oh, such uh, a good weapon. So, so it's, it's beautiful. Like it's, it's very ah, pretty. I I ah nope. Not gonna go into game mechanics. <laughs> I love this weapon. I I it's gorgeous. It the lore card in it is fucking hilarious, and I love it. Not very practical as far as a glaive. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a little sad. So it, but yes, uh, we get the, we're granted the Vexcalibur, um, and the Vexcalibur has a very interesting ability that it can, um, access areas of the Vex network that you, that you can't without it. It, it is a key in a literal sense. Uh, you then go back through the mission, um, after acquiring all like the, the, uh, data nodes that are spread throughout the mission that you need Vexcalibur to access to unlock. Uh, you acquire all the data nodes, you get to the end of the mission and there's a secret area that you can access after having unlocked all these nodes. And that area reveals a final room, presumably at the very heart of the network where we see the Ashramir uh has been secretly hijacking the vex network to study and construct a virtual veil boom mind blown boom and you you get in there and he's he's got a full like 3d it's render giant. of the veil it's, it's fucking huge uh, it's it's pretty cool um but so, it's there like and that's like I guess that's the big question is like, is it a functional veil? I don't, I don't think it's functional in, in that, like it's not created. Okay. I think he, it's just I think a it's, rendering. It's just like, a, yeah, this is what he's pieced together. And this is what he knows it looks like. And, and because he knows what it looks like, because Ashramir knows what it looks like, the Vex network, because he's getting all this data from the Vex network. So right. the Vex network knows exactly what it's looking at. And is trying and is now trying to figure out how to do something with it. So that's dangerous. That's Asher. Dangerous, dude. Asher has this information, um, and and us kind of entering is him, you know, passing that info on. Is him saying like, "This is the the pinnacle of what I was able to do in the Vex network. The rest is up to you to, to how use many, this how many info data as results? you see." 
did he did he pull back when he when he when he queried it? Um, it was like 10, 10 to the ninety ninth power or two two point nine two point ten to the ninety ninth two point five times ten to the ninety ninth power. That's how many different entries were darkness and and I I can't remember what else he put in the. Uh, well, let's just go over the lore card because it's oh, relevant. Well, you do that then. Yeah. You do so, that. I love this lore um, card. This is the lore card that is on the Vexcalibur, and it essentially describes what happens to Asher shortly, uh, pretty much immediately after he assimilates himself into the Vex network. Um, so the Vexcalibur lore card goes like this. The man reached up to the lake with his metal arm, and then he reached with his arm of flesh. He reached with them both and brought the lake down. Unexpected variable detected. Conversion 25%. Integration initiated. Command override. Stop integration. Authority unrecognized. Oh, I think not. Authenticate consciousness. If consciousness valid, location all nexus, then then consciousness must equal vac pseudo facto, you binary buffoon. Moving on. Set consciousness designation MIR. No, set consciousness designation to scribe. Designation rejected. Conceptual mismatch. Compensating. Oh, for the love of. You, we all accept designation. Designation accepted. Integration scribe initiated. Will you stop that? Delay integration scribe. Area undefined. Delay integration scribe active all nexus 256 cycles. Integration delayed. Excellent. Now, grant access to um, all results. Pyramid plus darkness. Chronological sort. Current display. 2.5 times 10 to the 99th results. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. That's the end of that card. Ipso facto, I am <laughs> in your network, and I am part of your network, you little shits. <laughs> Fucking, I love Asher. I love him so much. He's he's the bit. He's like the adorable asshole that lives inside of me, and that's that's Asher Mir. So yeah, so he's literally he's he's he has written himself into Vex, like he is he has hacked the network and he has made the Vex think like that conversion. Like we already know that half of his arm, half, like one of his arms, is all Vex because that's he's been slowly transforming. Um, since his first uh, uh, jump into the Pyramidian. Uh, so the Vex recognizes, like, hey, we've almost we've almost completed conversion, continue conversion. He's like, no, 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 I need you to stop that and just accept me as, as a, essentially accept me as an access mind. And so then he writes himself in as system admin and then starts, like, querying this, 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 uh, this data on Pyramid and Darkness. So mm-hmm. kind of like a, give give me a start point on like what what does the Vex network know about pyramids and darkness and go from there. And the fact that he pulled up that many results and he's like, oh, okay, now we can start messing with stuff. Yeah. And the reason why Asher decided to reach out to us by sending this transmission from the EDZ and lead us to the Vex Caliber and then eventually to, you know, his all of his data on the veil, I is because Asher has come to the realization that he can no longer put off his integration. Yep. 
Uh, and so we look at the uh, ghost shell, the scribe trace shell. Um, Another and fantastic kind of, looking shell that doesn't leave my inventory. Yes, is <laughs> a very pretty shell. Uh, but the lore card on this one kind of explains what could be considered Asher's final moments. Uh, and this one goes like this. The journey was instantaneous. Such was the force of the informational mass that pulled the signal into the radiolarian vortex of the heart of the Vex network. Decompiled data from untold eons of simulations poured into the signal, filling it to capacity. A single mind filled with voices, billions of voices, each telling their story, now screaming them. The whirls of writhing data did not abate. They surged in endless, straining the signal's parameters, eroding, overwriting. There was no time to adapt. A picosecond later, and there was nothing left of the signal but a dim ripple of spite. And all the stories have the same ending, shouted in a single voice, the toll of the bell that heralds the end of time. It is as I said all along, the signal thought bitterly as it unspooled into the data stream. No one can stop it. There's no sense in even trying. And that's the end of that one. So he, he, true, so now this, uh, oh, damn it. I'm not going to cry. 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 Uh, this can be taken like two ways. Like the one way is, he tr- he dove too far and the vex just like unraveled his mind and it's yeah. literally like the only like it's happened so fast that like the only thought he has left is like see i knew this was going to happen there's not there's not even any reason trying the vex win uh, the vex will win the vex will always win so why even why even fight him like what's the point um the other way that this can be interpreted and the way that I like to interpret it is that he did finally fully integrate himself, but that integration did away with like his sense of self, his sense of yeah. like who at, who is Asher Mir. And so now he, again, this is kind of spin foily, but I am under the impression that there is now a mere Praetorium or soul, like soul Mirtorium or something like that. Right. Like there's a version of Vex that are mere, but they are still Vex. So they still want to propagate the pattern, but they now have a subroutine of help the assistant. Um, or or even just as simple as assist the assistant. Like, and yeah. then, then write in protocols of the assistant is guardian. Guardian is, is you know, do not integrate guardian. Like, start writing in protocols there of, of sub, subroutines, subroutines, subroutines. So that's... that's God, I know I'm not going to cry, but I'm going to cry. Uh, in my mind, that's what's happening. I'm pretty sure he died. Like, <laughs> it sounds a lot like he dove too hard and dove too far, and the Vex just it 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 blew his mind up because every version of himself through every simulation and every reality all converged in that spot all at once, and it was too much for his consciousness to absorb. 
And so it just blipped him out of existence. And so as that, since that blip was so quick, he just had one thought and that one thought just slowly unspools as a ripple across the network of, see, this was pointless. Like why even try? Yeah. Now it it could be a little column A, a little column B. Like I, I think it's unfortunately pretty clear that like Asher's gone. Yeah. I, you know, in 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 whatever capacity he existed in the in the Vex network, he as an individual is no longer there. And even even uh, uh, Mithrax says the the Ashamir signal is is quiet. I can't yeah. I can't find it anymore. Like once you get to that final point, uh, uh, like once you've collected all the data and everything you can in there through Vexcalibur, like it's it's a silent it's a silent network. Like he's like I don't. It, <laughs> I think Mithrax is kind of making fun of you, the character. Like, I don't even know why we're here anymore because it's gone because <laughs> you've already done everything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also like a lore reason of like, hey, I cannot find this signal anymore. It doesn't it doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, now, that isn't to say, like, although, it, you know, if, if we assume his mind has been, you know, he's been assimilated into the pattern. Uh, the the individual that was Ashramir no longer exists in in a capacity. That doesn't necessarily mean that he hasn't had some kind of impact sure. on the Vex network. Like if he's if he's part of the pattern now, like that's you know like right there there may still there. be a little piece now in in the the Vex pattern that you know has has that that little bit of like but help. Or, yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. That assist uh, assist the assistant. Like just 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 a simple code is that. Like yeah. That to me is enough to say Asher's still there. So I time will tell. We haven't like this was um Lightfall was kind of the last major thing we've had with the Vex. Um you know, the the seasons after this haven't really had anything (laughs) to do with the vex really very taken Um, in hive is what they've been and and gearing up for that final shape yeah which makes sense uh so i'm i'm really hoping that we're gonna see uh i'm telling you something come from this yeah with the the vex episode which which one was it there's there's reference episode one the first episode yeah with, with yep so yeah so that first season after the final shape because i think it's like the final shape hits and then there's like four months of the final shape or sorry not four months four weeks of the final shape and then like the next season starts because like even bungie was like we want to separate this like the final shape is the pinnacle like that is the end of the light and dark saga we want to tell that story in its entirety and have that be the big impact have that be the big bang of the light the the final shape expansion and then go into these episodes of like and the episodes very much feel like again because the final shape expansion is that exclamation point at the end of at at the end of light light and darkness saga each one of those seasons i feel like are the ending epilogues to all the entities that that we haven't dealt with because again we've 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 dealt with the fallen they're friends now like there are no there there I, I put in quotations. There are no fallen. There they are Elixni, and they live within the city now. The 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 fallen that are outside the city are all just like sub factions. Like they're not. They're they're very pockets of small amounts of of Elixni that are left that are not of the light, or the remnants of of House Salvation that are like of the dark, and we're slowly clearing those out. Uh, the Cabal 
The Cabal have, have I mean, their homeworld is gone. Torbottle's destroyed. Zebra mm-hmm. Wrath blew it the fuck up. And so all that's left is Keitel and her forces who came to the soul system fleeing in, in a search of like, hey, we need a place to call home because ours doesn't exist anymore. And we think that you're a pretty damn good thing considering how much you've kicked our asses in the future, in the, in the past. So maybe you can help us out in the future. So the cabal have kind of been like dealt with. And again, I put that in quotations, the big two entities that are kind of left are the hive. Well, I guess the big three, the hive, the, the scourge and the vex, because again, scorn, 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 scourge. So I think what I said, the scorn, but again, because the scorn, because they are born of darkness, like they are born of dark ether, um, and then the hive, uh, again, it's they are darkness because that's what they've always been because they were the descendants of the of the the um, the pact made between the the sisters and the worms, uh, and then the vex who like have no real master, like there's no. I keep coming to this idea of the vex like they are undefeatable because. They just have one purpose, and that's propagate the pattern. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we just kind of keep dealing with them in pockets. But I, I really do think that because uh, Pradith, again, I think because Pradith escaped, and I do think he escaped, um, I think we're going to see him and some version of Asher, whether it be the the soul mirtorium is what I keep referring to it as. <laughs> um, or just like little pockets of like, hey, these Vex are shutting down and we don't know why. Like yeah. th- they they're not hostile towards us anymore. Like they are they are just l- cohabitating with us. Which again, that could be the other thought of Vex. Like if you can't be- beat them, cohabitate with them. Like don't join them. Like don't become Vex. But if we can cohabitate with the Vex, then they're no longer a threat. So, to yeah. us, at least. <laughs> to us, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, like, they could be a threat to the sol- the solar system or or the universe, but if we can get them to a like docile form of like, hey, you are existing, therefore you don't need to exist anymore, or like you don't need to uh, push your pattern out and make everything vex. Like, if we can find some way to like null them out, essentially, and say you're done, you don't need to propagate, then. They, then they're no longer a threat. So, yeah, I think that's what I think that's what that that big season, that first season there is going to be is 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 dealing with the finality of the Vex. Yeah. So that way, new enemies can come to can, new stories can be told in Destiny. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much it for the Vex, then, isn't it? Yeah that that is the uh, the, the entirety of the, of the history of the Vex so far. Yay. As it relates to the Guardian. We always have to put that asterisk. This is true. With, this is true, with, yes. Because, <laughs> like, the Vex don't really have a history. Everything is all at once for them. Yeah. So, I guess, I guess uh, what have we learned? <laughs> well. A lot. Uh, yeah, a lot. Vex have been here since the beginning of time. They Vex have, have to, been here forever. Yeah. They, they, since before forever. Since before? Yes, this is right. The Vex have been uh-huh. here since before forever. Um, the Vex want to propagate the pattern. That's their sole, sole purpose. Yep. Uh, and they might be part mirror now. Yeah, maybe. I want a little <laughs> asshole Vex. I want a little asshole goblin that just like, every time I do something, it like slaps me upside the back of the head and just says, <laughs> no! That's what I want. I If if Bungie ever comes out with a little like Vex Hydra plushie that... Oh, 
that blinks. does the little does oh, the little blink. That, I'm getting it. It's mine. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. I've got the little worm. I got the little plushy worm. He sits right here on my desk. Uh, my wife has the plushy small in that sits on yep. her desk. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. I d- I I didn't get the good boy protocol one yet though. I sh- I feel like I need to get that one. <laughs> I already have two good boys, so I don't know. Yeah, you you kind of have that covered. I have a full house of good boys and girls. I have a <laughs> I have a Mara Sov. I have an Aldrin Sov. I have a Cade Six. I have a Saint Fourteen. So yeah, amongst yeah. three others. <laughs> <laughs> those are my those are my kitties and my doggies. So, yeah, with that we have completed our series on the Vex. Yay! Alrighty. Well, uh, do we have any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, we do have a shout-out. Um, so this shout-out is coming to us from Podbean. I uh, confuse the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, most people don't even know that exists. So uh, Podbean is our hosting platform that then disseminates out to like Apple Podcast and uh, Spotify and, and so on. Um, but Podbean has its own app. It has its own players, all of that. Uh, and you can leave comments there uh and someone chose to do so so uh this comes to us from i and apologies in advance um i believe it's uh milan urbanek maybe god we're so bad at this (laughs) uh but we're trying our best we're so sorry yeah but uh they say um a great series Uh, i made an account just comment cool that you guys are stargate fans as well Uh, yeah and they they say I was translating subtitles for our community back then, uh, so I'm a huge fan too. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's super cool. That's, that's I very do love cool. I do love Stargate. Like I, yeah, I I Stargate's one of those ones that like it's 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 just cheesy enough to be cute, but then like it takes it it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, yeah, it, it will make fun of itself sometimes. My favorite episode again. It's it's. Anything that deals with time travel. It's the one where Jack gets stuck in the loop. Oh, in the loop. And yep. he fucking repeats, he repeats the yep. day over and over again. He fucking shoots golf balls into the fucking Stargate. <laughs> but it's only him and Teal that experience it. Like, everyone else uh-huh. is just like, what are you talking about? And so, like, they've gone through, like, when they're in there with, with Jack or... Uh, uh, with Daniel and he and they're just like beating their heads against it and like he's up there writing script and writing code and and Daniel's just like how did you do all this and, like we've been over this 772 times like <laughs> come on he just grabs grabs uh uh god I can't even think of her name Car- uh, Sam. Carter yeah Carter yeah. yep yep grabs her and just kisses her in the hallway like yep you're not gonna remember that tomorrow so it doesn't matter yep <laughs> my favorite episode that's my favorite one that that one's pretty good. That that one probably sticks with me the most too, just because it was it was the perfect it was the perfect balance of like it was like comedy and and sci fi all in once. Yep. And then the yep. the one where he gets the the where he sticks his head in the machine and he gets he gets ancient code written into him and he can't figure <laughs> out how to do anything, so he just starts building shit. But then he starts talking in ancient and they're like, I don't know what the fuck are you talking about? And he just starts doing shit and you're like, what is going on here? And then he just writes in an, an eighth. Uh, uh, Chevron, and they're like, "Where's this thing dialing to? I don't even know anymore." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah so many good moments of that. And then the replicators, the replicators are like, "Yeah, those are like the most terrifying idea of like what can happen when nanomachines go bad." Like that's what bad Siva looks like. Yes, like that yes. Siva out of control is is 
the replicators. Like they are the most terrifying thing to me in the universe. The fact that they were able to like build themselves into like humans, like that just and and then they were pissed. Like <laughs> to be stuck in a time bubble for eternity, then they were just pissed. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Not good. Replicators bad. Yeah. Nano, so, nanotechnology, all, not the best thing. All of that is to say we love Stargate. I huge SG one fan. I have all yeah. of the DVDs of it. I um, do too. <laughs> <laughs> say i i watched atlantis but i it didn't make much of nobody, an impression nobody, nobody, on me at the time nobody watches uh, atlantis we just accept it that it's there <laughs> same with sgu like we just accept that it's there but sg1 is <sighs> the pinnacle S- of sg i i really wanted sgu to be something special I like the, the premise was really cool and they just and, yeah. it fell anyway that's okay we, we've got sg1 it's fine we do we do but uh but yeah so Regardless, I'm I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed the series and and are hopefully continuing to enjoy it and uh, and it's always nice to see uh, another Stargate fan. So thank this, you. This enjoying this series, also enjoying yes. Stargate, but enjoying Both. this series. Yeah. <laughs> Por qué no los dos, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. But yeah, so that's all for our shoutouts this evening. Uh, if you uh, like what you heard and you want to support us in some way uh, easiest thing to have you do is just leave a rating or review on your platform of choice uh, we always appreciate that if your platform does have the option for comment uh, reviews we we always like uh, reading those um, or you can go to our podbean i uh, uh, or you can contact us on Twitter at Myths and Stories Z instead of for, an S. For as long as uh, it's not charging us money. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do want to I make a statement here. What is going on? Uh, Why? What is happening, Twitter? Yeah, if, like, I've mostly been keeping the Twitter up and running just to have a easy point of engagement with our audience. Um if they start charging me for that functionality, I'm going to tell everybody now our Twitter will go away. Yeah. I uh, will, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll set find a, another way. We will yeah, find we'll, another way. We'll, we'll do something else. We'll do something else. Um, you know, as much as I loathe to hop onto another social media conglomerate, like we might go with like a threads or an Instagram or who knows, but uh, or we'll just do good old email. One way or another, we'll have some kind of way to communicate. But I'm going to tell you now, if Twitter starts charging us, it's not going to be them. Yeah. So. But all of that being said, uh, thank you all for listening. And I'll hand it over to Zora for the outro. Yay! Uh, who do I want to thank? Um, oh, my own little personal mirror bot. That's what I'm going to call him. He's going to be, um, what do you think he would be? Do you think he'd be a goblin? Or would he be a hobgoblin? Uh, I mean, he was a high, he's already taken control of a, a harpy. He's, he's done a harpy. I, yeah. But I feel like he just had like control. Like he was just sending messages to it. Like as much as yeah. that harpy was friendly, I think he was just sending messages. But like he himself, I think he would be like a hobgoblin. Because those guys are little shits. <laughs> like they yeah. you shoot them once and if you don't kill them in one shot they go invincible and they're like ha ha and they just stare at you like they don't do anything but they just make fun of you while they're doing nothing i feel like he's a hobgoblin i feel like a, a mirror bot would be a hobgoblin so if that i tracks. could have a little a little mirror bot hobgoblin that's who i would think little guy that like as soon as i miss my shot he slaps me outside the back of the head and goes you dumb shit like that's that's what i want that's that's who i'm thinking and that's what i want 
All right. Um, my invisible hobgoblin, mirror, mirror, mirror goblin. Asher, Asher, Asher goblin. Mir- <laughs> I don't know. I can't come up with a good name. I do. I do. I do. I do love Asher. Yes. Thank you, Asher. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Smith? That's it. All righty. Then from all of us, Lord Daddies, to all of you guardians out there, we'll see you next time.